Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dan with Church Table Productions, and this is another episode of What's It and Whatnots of Christianity. And uh, this episode, like the last ep- like last week's episode, is a very brief detail, a very brief but detailed version of the history that happened at the time that I'm talking about. This episode is about Jesus' birth. And I know people are like, how do you know when he was born? That's what we're going to find out. So when was Jesus born? And, and, um, people are, have always asked, uh, or have always kind of wondered, how can you find these things out? And I can tell you right now, the answers are in the Bible. Okay. They are there. If you read everything, you read it all in kind of like an order type fashion, you'll find everything out. But I broke it all the way down to just the, 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 just the meat of the of the story and um, we'll get into all that here in a few seconds so but hey check me out at church table productions on facebook email me if you if you have a question church table productions at gmail.com if you want to uh, message me you can do that there too or whatever but that's where i'm at uh check us out on itunes uh, apple podcast spotify and whatever other uh, Google podcasts and whatever other uh, podcasts you want to listen to that you listen to podcasts on, I'm, I'm on there. So give me a listen, give me a shout, let me know what's happening in your world. And um, I'll get, if you have a question that you want to get answered, I'll be happy to find out all the information I can on there and do all that stuff. Cause I don't know everything, but I do know people who do know everything and I have ways to Google the answers for you and all that good jazz. All right, so let's jump into this episode of this week's Jesus birth. When was Jesus born? Okay, <clears throat> it's important to actually understand we don't know. We actually do not know when he was born. There's no actual recording of his birth. Most people back then would tell seasons and ages by events in their world like, I was born 45 summers after such and such event. That's how it worked. Oh, my heater just kicked on again because it's still cold in Texas. Okay, so uh, let's let it play out because that's just the way it is. So there you go. Um, Yeah, so everybody was just like, I was born. I was born when it was cold in July. And then that was like a significant event. So they're able to like... You're born, like your mom said, you're born when it's cold in July, son. And they're like, okay. And so then they're able to kind of base off their calendar. Like I was born 45. So I guess I was 40. I guess I'm 44 now and all that sort of thing. Anyway, so depending on who you talk to or what scholars you read, there are two time frames of when he was born. In the Bible, there are several clues to what, when this happened, but but on actual dates. In fact, it wasn't until 525 when a calendar that we use today was made that determined about when he was born. We'll get into a whole other post. The calendar is a thing. It's an issue. And we'll talk about that in total another post. Okay, but moving on. In the Bible, there are only two counts of his birth. The book of Luke and Matthew, the part of the four Gospels, the scriptures are called several different names, depending on the denomination. The nativity story, the nativity of Jesus, nativity of Christ, birth of Christ, or birth of Jesus, and then the Christmas story. The two accounts agree that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea. His mother Mary was betrothed to a man named Joseph, uh, betrothed meaning I am pledged. I, I'm promised to you. Um, 
who was descended from King David and was not his biological father and that his birth was caused by divine intervention. Uh, poor Joseph, you are not the father. And so uh, that's, we'll get into all that. There's a whole other post about biblical divine betrothed. So betrothed was back then you weren't really engaged because back then that time period, uh, more than likely you were, if you were a woman, as soon as you had your period, if you're 13 or 14 years old, or however old you were at that time, uh, you were a woman, therefore legally allowed to be married and um, or eligible to be married because if you were able to have a, a your menstrual cycle period, therefore you could bear children and therefore you are a woman. And uh, oftentimes your dad or mom, mostly your dad, would sell you off to a man to continue on that man's thing. So uh, uh, <clears throat> it came out like this. Um, Mr. P, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Peter, your uh, your your daughter looks pretty nice to me. I would like to marry her. All right, um, no problem. I will give you my daughter for two goats and some milk. That's really how it went. And so, uh, I'm only worth two goats, son of a. Anyways, but that's how that's how it all kind of played out. So that's the way it worked. And most of the time. We believe that Joseph was even a much older man too. Um, mo primary, be we'll get into all that later. So, all right. Um, uh, moving on, the gospel of the gospel of both Matthew and Luke placed the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. The gospel of Luke states that Mary gave birth to Jesus and placed him in a manger because there is no place for them in the inn. Luke 1 26, 27 states that Mary originally lived in Nazareth at the time of the Annunciation before the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. Side note, depending on the translations you are reading, it's going to say it a little different. We'll get into translations in another post. Moving on. In Luke 2, 2, 1, 2 is where we get our first clue to when he was born. It says, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when, remember, I'm going to butcher all these names, Quirinius, Q-U-I-R-I-N-I-U-S, was governor of Syria. Drink water. Okay, <clears throat> uh, where was that? 6 AD. Second clue, that was about 6 AD. Second clue is Matthew 2.1. It says in part, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, 4 AD. We'll get into the three historical names in another post. Don't worry about it, we'll get there. Uh, mainly King Herod. King Herod is where we're going to focus on. So, in Luke 2.8, it says... Now there were shepherds in a region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. This is where everything gets tricky because some scholars say that the shepherds didn't take their flocks into the fields until it was warm. March, spring, March, April to September, beginning of fall. Okay. The counter of that is some say it was unseasonably warm that year and it made no difference when the shepherds were in the field. So there's that. Like I said, depending on who you talk to, depending on who you read, 
the scholars are going to say it differently. The stories are going to say it differently. Um, and I don't really have a preference on how it happened. And I, I just believe that it happened. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so moving on. Okay. So now the final line drawn in the sand. The Catholic Church has always been thorough when it comes to its history. As in Mary's Immaculate Conception, a Roman Catholic Christian theology, the Immaculate Conception, as in the conception of is the conception of the Virgin Mary free from original sin by virtue of the merits of her son Jesus. The Catholic Church teaches that God acted upon Mary in the first moment of her first moment of her conception, keeping her immaculate. The Immaculate Conception is when Jesus was conceived and born by his mother Mary upon without a human father. While many Christians believe in the virgin birth of Jesus, it is principally Roman Catholics who believe in a doctrine and the Immaculate Conception. Two definitions of Immaculate. The secular one, number one, um, I'm going to get into this later on, but there's always two sides to there's always two sides to religion. There's the secular side and there's the religion side. Uh, which part meant the most? Uh, it's uh, scratch my head. There's um, whenever you look, whenever you go to a church, and if you go, especially go to a Catholic church or any church that has some kind of tradition to it, uh, there's a basis of that tradition. Remember what tradition is. My my family's traditions. We have pizza every Christmas that has a that has a base to it that started this time because of this reason and it's why not at that then at some point becomes a why not and so you continue on a tradition and it's important to remember why y'all did that so to speak to me it is anyways uh like for my family every year we um we go for uh my family for christmas we'll meet my other family over in fort worth and we'll have a Christmas dinner. Well, we'll have a pizza dinner, and that originated because when I was a when I was a kid with my dad, we would go uh, to deliver Christmas presents all around the Fort Worth area because all my family, all my dad's brothers and sisters, lived over there, and that was kind of like the only time we could actually really see each other, um, or it wasn't the only time we could, but it just became kind of a thing. And then my dad said, "Well, why don't we eat about it?" And so we started to let's well let's go eat pizza and there's this really cool place over there called Mama's Mama's Pizza and it's in Fort Worth and it's really amazing pizza I think it's really good pizza it's huge pizza like it's it's awesome so uh, that became that way and so for every year since I was like eleven or twelve I'm forty now we've been doing that and so it's kind of a cool thing and we and we kind of mix it up here and there like go different places but for the most part it's pizza and we always we always go back to mama's pizza no matter what the tradition remains at mama's pizza so that's what i'm talking about didn't mean to go off on that but anyways so the secular definition of the immaculate conception especially uh says especially of a person or their clothes perfectly clean neat or tidy and then number two catholic in a roman catholic church free from sin and we all should know what conception means uh, conception you know the 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 thing you do when you're married or not married that's your choice but whatever uh well if you 
it, you're hopefully you're not planning. Well, anyways, um, conception, you know, what conception means anyways, <clears throat> the Catholic church takes forever to do things. And the discussion went on for years and years of uh, when Mary's immaculate conception happened. It wasn't until 1854 when this was finally settled by a Pope named Pope Pius the ninth. And when things like this happen, they wrote it down and, and it, it reads <clears throat> And the constitution and flibilis, I-N-E-F-F-A-B-I-L-I-S, duis, um, I guess that's French, I don't know, uh, 8 December, December 8th, 1854, Pius IX pronounced and defined that the Blessed Virgin Mary, in the first instance of her conception by singular privilege and grace granted by God, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, was preserved exempt from all stain of original sin. December eighth is when her Mary is when her Mary had the immaculate conception. Nine months later, and for you mass people, you can probably pinpoint the day of the ninth month. But December ninth. But December plus nine months later is September. Okay. Jesus was born or born in September. Now, when we get into the next post, we're going to find out some other information about all this kind of stuff because it's really weird, man. But it's it's actually a good thing. So anyways. Um, so yeah, there you go. So when was Jesus born? September. Simple. And we can go back in history to kind of look at all the science and all the stuff. We, we rewind the science clock to go back to if it was really unseasonably warm that year period at uh, that time where we think he was born. Um, but again, we just don't know because we'll get into that later. So, uh, hey, all right. That's it for Church Table Productions. I'm Dan. And uh, next episode should be about King Herod and all that good stuff. All right. That's all I got. All right, I'm Dan, Church Table Production, Church Table Productions. Love you. Bye.